In today's episode of the Peripheral Vision podcast, we'll be talking to Salva Munoz about the far-right dictatorship, his experience in it, and the current status of Spanish politics. In a nutshell, how did the dictatorship unfold? Okay, thank you for interviewing me for your class. Thank you very much. I really appreciate this opportunity. I must say that Franco's dictatorship lasted from 1936, when the civil war started, until 1975, when Franco died. Franco died on his bed being a dictator. I mean, there was no revolution, there was no coup. He died peacefully in his bed, and that's when his dictatorship should have ended, but it didn't end it in 1975. What was your experience inside this post-dictatorship Spain you grew up in? I grew up uh, during Franco's time. I was born in 1961, just uh, 12 years after the Civil War ended. And when Franco died, I was 14. That means that all of my childhood uh, was spent under Franco's regime. And I must say that I was a happy kid. I, like most Spanish families at that time, I grew up in a Roman Catholic way, very loving family, large family. We were five kids and, and people were basically happy in our ignorance because we didn't know that there were other things that the ones that we were enjoying because there was lack of information, lack of freedom. And of course, it was very, very difficult to have access to books. We only had one TV channel and censorship was everywhere. We had censorship. We had lack of freedom, lack of freedom of speech, uh, freedom of reunion. We, uh, we didn't have political parties. There was only one political party, Franco's party. So uh, Franco's dictatorship was 40 years long, but its effects lasted a few more years. What is happening to the far-right politics in Spain right now? So since 1982 until 2019, there was no far right representation in the Spanish Congress. In 2019, we had two general elections, the equivalent to presidential elections in the US and 24 congressmen, 10%, I mean, 10% of the votes, 24 congressmen, from the far right party, Vox, it's his name, were elected. That same year, because none of the parties got to manage to get the majority to, to form a government, we had new elections in the same year, 2019, and the alt right party more than doubled the representation in Congress. Now they have 52 out of three. 150 congressmen, which means 15 
15% of the votes went to the old right. Yeah. And I guess when you keep on normalizing, you know, uh, certain political ideologies like that, um, then things like, you know, storming the Capitol and things like that, it's going to seem right to them. You know what I mean? So like the whole, like, we don't lose and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's just a re repeating thing. And it's like, their minds are really just closed off, I guess. Um, and it kind of feeds more into like the alt-right, huh? What do you think about the attack on the Capitol? I, I, I was transported in time uh, on January the 6th. And on February 23rd, 1981, 40 years ago in just a couple of weeks, it will be the 40th anniversary that Spanish armed forces entered the Congress when they were voting, when they were voting, the same, the, the, the same thing that our congressmen were doing on January the 6th, the Spanish Congress was doing it. But at that time, it was a military, it was a military coup. They kidnapped, they kidnapped with their machine guns, our government and our 350 congressmen. And they hold them hostages for almost 20 hours until the King of Spain, who was the commander in chief of the armed forces came out on TV and said, you surrender, you must abide to the Spanish constitution. Something that our commander in chief, instead of telling people, please don't attack, the, go back home. No, he said, let's fight, let's fight, let's fight, let's fight. It was the same thing 40 years later. And, and that's very heartbreaking. What do you think about the people that attacked the Capitol? And uh, how do you think we should prevent these problems from happening? You know, most of the people that, that were there, they believed that they were doing the right thing. They believed that the elections had been rigged, that they had been stolen. And, 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 and that is because of this illiteracy, this information illiteracy that the majority of the population has. I see many things in the internet, but not all of them are true. And you don't have to believe everything that is in the internet. And that's information literacy, that's media literacy being able to understand the importance of the sources that provide you the information. All right, that's it for today. Thanks so much to Salvador, and we'll see you guys next time.